Hello, I'm Sister Lisa, and I'm coming to you live from the Ill, the Edwin Elder Library. And today we're going to be com um, going into component number two on page 139 of the book on prayer by Brother Ken Gurley. Component number two, offer words. That means to prepare the sacrifice. After Elijah rebuilt the altar, he prepared the sacrifice. Our sacrifice today differs from that day. We do not sacrifice animals or grain offerings. Instead, we offer ourselves as living sacrifices, our body, our soul, and spirit, Romans 12 and 1. In a real sense, our sacrifice is not the fruit of the ground, but the fruit of our lips. We are not to use the vain repetitions of false worship, but to bring pleasing, sincere words to the Lord. Hosea and the writer of Hebrews agree on this. Hosea 14 and 2, Take words with you and return to the Lord. Say to him, Take away all iniquity. Receive us graciously, for we will offer the sacrifices of our lips. Hebrews 13 and 15 says, Therefore by him let us continually offer the sacrifice of praise to God, that is, the fruit of our lips, giving thanks to his name. How important are our words? Very. At Carmel... The fire falls on the sacrifice. If the sacrifice displeases heaven, then heaven will not open. If the sacrifice pleases God, prayers are answered. Our words should be pleasing to him. We minimize this component. We are careless with our words. We somehow view they don't matter and can be excused with, Oh, I didn't mean that. But our words do matter. They really do. Proverbs 18.21 Death and life are in the power of the tongue. And those who love it will eat its fruit. With our words, we speak life. We create. We edify. We encourage. We instruct. We correct. With our words also, we can speak death. We can destroy. We can tear down. We can discourage. We can mislead. So when we pray, our words are very essential. We cannot use the mindless chatter of empty words, those same catchphrases we have used in prayer as a filler. That is not prayer. That is vain repetition. It is what Jesus warned against in the Sermon on the Mount in Matthew 6 and 7. Our words should be thoughtful, even if fewer. Better to have fewer words with more meaning than to have many words that mean nothing. The last judge of the Old Testament was Samuel. Of him it was said the Lord was with him and that none of his words fell to the ground, meaning they were impactful and meaningful. 1 Samuel 3.19 Elijah, too, brought few words, but they were powerful and effective. In the King James Version, his prayer consisted of 63 words. When he uttered these words, the fire fell from heaven upon the sacrifice. What 850 priests could not accomplish in the many hours of prayer, one righteous man who knew his God, who knew his God accomplished in less than a minute. The fire fell. If we take the time to repent and get our hearts right, we will speak right. For from the heart, the mouth speaks. What we say from the right spirit will bring immense power. Spend enough time repenting and getting your heart right first. For from the abundance of the heart, the mouth speaks. Proverbs 15 and 7 and Luke 6.45 I know that a lot of times when I'm praying, if my mind wants to wander a lot, we do find ourselves repeating Jesus, 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 or hallelujah, hallelujah, trying to get into that right frame, get into that right framework. And also there's some religions that have rosary beads and they say the same prayers over and over and over again. They call those Hail Marys and they say those over and over. That's very repetitious. 
We don't pray like that. We pray from our heart, meaningful prayers. In fact, sometimes I'll even say, when I start praying, I say, Lord, help me to pray the prayers I need to pray. You know more than I do what my family and friends and I need. You know more, God, Lord, about this day. Help us, Lord Jesus, to be focused and have our mind on you and um, to be pleasing in his sight. We want to be like when Esther went before the king, that he held out his scepter to her, welcomed her, welcomed her into his presence. The same with us going into the throne room. We want the King of Kings and Lord of Lords to welcome us into that place of holiest of holies and to hear so we can make our petitions known and to, and to speak our words of adoration and praise. Let him know that, yes, this world is full of many voices and many, many things that he has to take care of day by day. But if we can bring sweet savors before him, if we can give him the praise that's due his name, that's what we need to do. And, you know, fire will fall from heaven. And we want that Holy Ghost fire. We want to be, we want to be filled with the Spirit, but we also want our friends and our family, um, our co-workers and so forth, to be filled with the Holy Ghost and be ready for that day that He is coming. He's coming for His bride. Well, God bless you. Have a wonderful day. Bye-bye.